DMC Podcast. Please note that the views shared in this podcast are not of intent to offend or harm our viewers, but to share an open dialogue between mates and hopefully even between multiple cultures. The views expressed are solely of the individuals and may require parental guidance, as the views shared in this podcast series are of adult nature and content. Good morning, angels. Good morning, Alex. Morning, Alex. Hey, yeah, I like that. Good morning, <laughs> Wasash. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, okay. Perfect. All right, so let's get into it. Get into right. it, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Deep Meaningful Conversations. Deep Meaningful Conversations. You know, I'm not going to lie, the first time you yeah, sent it boy. to me. The first time you sent me the group link, I saw DMC and I was like, Democratic Republic of Congo for some reason. Like, I completely missed a few letters, but I was like, what are you inviting me to? <laughs> a cult. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a cult, yeah. No, Do I get free house? Okay, no, it's like... <laughs> Most cults give that to you. Yeah, but like, it's, it's, it's not going to be to the standard of your liking. But we'll, we'll work on it. I mean, it, okay? as long as I don't drink the Kool Aid, we'll be fine. Yeah, you know, it, we'll we'll negotiate. Today we are joined by three lovely ladies. We have my co-host Claire Faye Barnard, fresh off the heels from like a week long party. How was that? Ah, uh, um, the partying was good, but what came after the partying was really difficult. Yeah, <laughs> but the partying was great. Dude, how was it? Okay, so um, got really drunk. Yeah. Uh, then lavish. Really high. <laughs> then I slept for three days. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the dream. Dude, she was man down. Yeah. <laughs> it was the dream. Like, yeah, and, uh, especially after the drinking, I had like two bottles of wine in one night, and you know me, I really can't handle my alcohol. <laughs> Did you at least like smoke up before you drank? No, I didn't. So it was like <gasps> so you three got days of no, no, no. So it was like three days of oh. just drinking, and then it was like three days of just smoking. So okay, <laughs> it was like a separated. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, Claire Archer living like a rock star. I had no idea. I but, aspire. <laughs> It's yeah, what everyone dude. should aspire of to course, be. It's just amazing. Let us, not lead our, let, let us not lead our audience down the wrong path, okay? Uh, it's deep, meaningful conversations. Okay? This is like, for mature audiences only. Please. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, we also have Nontu. <clears throat> Nontu, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Chill. It's good to uh, see you in um, s- sub decent quality internet. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, we also have uh, Jessica, Hi. who is joining us for this deep, meaningful conversation. Conversation. Yo, yo, yo. That's us. Yo. It's English. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no. Yo, yo, yo. yo. Uh, you know, you can't yo, blame me. Yo, yeah. Yo, yo. yeah, yeah. You see, Chief. Can't nah. blame <laughs> This thing, it came on a boat. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Um, so I had a coworker. His name was Happy. He yeah. was like a porter in a hospital. And um, he would always call every other person comrade. 
And then I went to him one day and I was like, you know where comrade comes from? And he's like, no, where does it come from? And then I told him, I was like, comrade comes from Soviet Russia with Joseph Stalin. He called everyone comrades. And he was like, oh, is that good? And I said, no, (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) No, but it's fine. No, but like I could dude. see that he didn't know what like <laughs> Soviet Russia was. Yeah, and you don't so want to go into a whole lesson. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm not teaching you geography yeah. and history in one day, yeah. so it's like too much effort. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's like if our uh, schooling system has failed you, then that's not yeah. my problem. No, I don't need to teach you what you slept through earlier. It's fine. You didn't pay attention once. It's not going to yeah. come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he really loved the lotto, hey? He had like this book full of lotto numbers. And he would sit there and he would stare at them. And I was just thinking to myself, like, if you paid more attention in class, you most probably could have, like, cracked the code. Yeah, you could have done something. (laughs) Gotten the lotto numbers. No, dude, like. Yeah, statistics up in this business. Yeah. If if he was able to crack the code, he would have been able to determine that, like, the odds of him winning the lotto are, like, slim to none. That's what would have happened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but in south africa there's always lottery winners in other countries like the lotto just builds and builds and builds until someone like finally gets it mm. but in south africa every single time there's a lotto yeah. draw somebody wins yeah i think it's also that like um we, we're not there so we're not as exposed to like what's happening in america as well because there's so much more people invested in playing the lotto in america yeah. they've got a higher jackpot to give each and every single time because yeah, I would true. hear of like no. What happens is <clears throat> is if no one wins the lotto today, then next month when they do another lotto draw or next week or whatever, that money will like so you got a hundred thousand dollars now, and then every single time they they add to the lotto. So instead of just a hundred thousand dollars, it'll be a hundred thousand fifty dollars, and it just keeps on building every time. But like the thing is, someone doesn't win every time. There's not a winner yeah. every draw because that's what the lotto is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like one in, I don't know, like billions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. millions, or rather. That's a deep topic. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I wanted to get back to chess, right? Shame those lotto <laughs> ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, chess mm-hmm. uh, has um, some form of background in psychology, don't yes. you? I do. You forgot yes. again, didn't you? I didn't forget. I, I did mm-hmm. not forget. <laughs> I forgot. That's <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry, dude. I've got the memory of a goldfish. I swear to God, dude. Really? I forgot. I, I, for, I, I literally forgot, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm shit. It's like, all right. I'm sorry. Okay, so what qualification is that? I have a degree in criminology with a major of abnormal psychology. Can you explain what criminology is? Yeah, so... Because I've never heard of that before. (laughs) Um, It's basically the study of crime. So anything you can think of with crime, um, it goes into explanational theories of why some people commit it. Like there's so many theories about that. Um, Also, it's how to kind of combat crime, even in architecture. And then there's also the psychological aspect of it where it's the abnormal psyche and it can be caused from other factors. So it's kind of just trying to understand everything together and why crime is. 
So we're still not sure yet. We're trying to figure it out. I think that's going to bring about an interesting perspective to, to this question because I wanted to talk about mental health, but I wanted to speak about decisions people make in mental health as well because earlier on you were speaking and you did, you did mention th this common mistake that women usually make of like trying to do like a fixer upper in a guy. Like they stay yeah. with a guy in a bad relationship because they want to like fix him or like turn him into a project, you know, like a build, yeah, it's, a, it's, like a build a boyfriend type of project. See the potential yeah. in him and yeah. try and bring out that potential in him. Yeah. No, like here's the big difference. Here's the big difference. You see no potential in that motherfucker. You don't even see potential to change or like potential to want to change. But like most of the time, like women just like, you know? That's what we don't realize. It's up to him to change, not us. Yeah. That, that's what we don't realize. We're like, he will change for me because either he loves me mm. or he'll understand that I want the best for him. So we're always hoping he'll yeah. come around and better himself. Or he will want the best for himself. Mm. But yeah. wouldn't you think that that's just putting yourself through torture? Because you're giving exactly. him what he wants, but you're not getting what you need. Yeah, and if he gets if he gets what he wants for long enough without needing to work on himself, he's just never gonna change. He's exactly. like, I've got so like he's I need being... about my girl, my parents playing for my bills. Exactly, and he's exactly. being rewarded yes, for and not no, changing. Because the thing is, obviously, the girl's getting something out of it because she's there. There was a draw to the relationship, yeah. so she's there for a reason. And if that reason is good enough in her mind. Like I mentioned earlier, yeah. I was in a shit relationship for five years and I had it in my mind that he really did love me. Yes, he exploded and he gaslit and he was obnoxious as fuck, but deep down he loves me and I know the true him. And they kind of get you yeah. with that and they come back and they're like, no, no, I promise I will yeah. change. And the, it, it's kind yeah, of a two-way relationship. Yeah. Look, yeah, no, dude, but like, I mentioned nigga, dude, like, he was a bitch ass nigga, dude, mm. like, you're like, I mean, I mean, you know, um, five years is like a marriage, yeah. hey? Here's, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I think time. this is like, here's a story that I want to share with you. Like, this mm. is someone like, he was just a strange person to be around, really unpleasant. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he does have his pleasant moments. He does have his pleasant moments. But there'll be times whereby he's just a dick. Upon meeting me, I think for the, like the second time, uh, I think it was at, it was at Andrew's place. Uh, he asked me where I got my accent from. Oh, he was no. like, I think we're playing truth or dare. And I, he was like, yeah. he's like i want the truth man you have a different accent <laughs> yeah apparently like you just don't expect this from this <laughs> <laughs> in his mind it was just like a muffling thing like oh, he's talking doesn't compute. he's talking about the english accent yeah i, I, oh, I think okay yeah there was yeah. a little Oh, uh, so he was hardcore racist. Yeah, there was a, no, a little I don't, bit of I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was like... Sprinkled in. I'm not too sure. Oh, trust I'm not, me. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, no, one, no one's ever going to find so, out who it yeah. was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't mention his name. I also, had a, I also had a piece of shit boyfriend. And back in the past, like, 
this was before I was doing anything like adults. I actually kissed a black guy. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I kissed a black guy. And for the entire relationship, he would bring it up like once a week. <laughs> he would be like, he'd be like, I can't believe you kissed a black guy. He's like, can you borrow some money? He's like, this is the fifth time this month you kissed a black man. Okay. But like, <laughs> Imagine his reaction when you go, yeah, I kissed a black guy. And that means you did too. I, mean, I think that would destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I should have actually used that. I should have actually used that. Psychology. Yeah. What? But yeah. but like you it's it's interesting oh. to note that these guys that are pieces of shit are also oh. racist as fuck. Yeah, dude. Um it, it, like because it, it comes with like primitive type of behavior. It comes to like basic type of understanding of like, okay, I'm different, they're different. This is how uh, the people that I grew up with treated different people. But honestly, guys, I mean, like, yeah. no one <laughs> Maybe, maybe like, I haven't heard your perspective on this. What would you think of, like, of, of such a situation? Would you, would you feel like, like you've been taken advantage of if it is that, like, somebody felt like wasn't changing in the way that you needed them to? No, because I am a strong, strong independent girl. woman. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm uh, not really. I don't know. I like, need to be saved. Like some things. <laughs> no, you know some things you pick up after, like when people discuss. Like now, you like, hmm, okay, yeah, and then that's when you can have like something to add. Like actually, that's true. Like. I did not notice that. Like you're also saying that maybe for instance, like Jess was saying that after five years, did you, I wanted to also ask that, did you realize after five years that actually he was very toxic or you knew you were just hoping so for I the actually, best? So I actually, I broke up with him twice. Um, I dumped him the first time and it was emotional and heartbreaking. And I think it lasted for like three mm. months or something. And then he kind of, wrangled his way in and he was like no i miss you come back and me being me i was like no i have to know if he can I'll change no i was like i have to know if he can change otherwise i'll never forgive myself yeah. for letting go of five years so i went back and it lasted a month and i was like no i'm done mm. sorry <laughs> goodbye wow yeah. yeah a month so like i just want to ask about mm. that month like how did that month look like? Was it full of fights? Was it just like, I don't care about no, you No, it was actually the nicest he had been to me since we started dating. Um, he got me flowers oh. and he picked me up to go to dates and uh, he was just charming and nasty. all of that. And I kind of sat there and it was the worst thing he could have done because I was like, you could have been doing this all along, but you aren't. Yeah. yeah. So, so you realize you're being yeah. you've shown Only once you now. lost me, did you exactly. decide? You've basically shown yeah. your colors. So that's or what helped. Maybe he was just trying to be what you wanted him to be because, like, that's how he get you back. And then, exactly, exactly. Just to get you back. And then from there, exactly. once you're back, then you just like he, he puts you back into this mental prison yeah. where you feel like you need him. So, yeah. And like I said, my best friend at the time was amazing. She sat there and she was like, you deserve better. You know, she was that typical best friend that hypes you up and makes you feel good about yourself. It helped me push like the send button. 
Yeah. <laughs> Women uplifting. The first time was in your face, and he was crying, and it was horrible. He wouldn't leave the house. So the second time, I was like, "Stuff this oh. my way." SMS. <laughs> Every single time I've broken up with someone, it was face-to-face. And I had a similar situation where I was with someone who treated me so badly, who was toxic, yeah. racist, just sexist. A bad vibe. Like, insert any horrible yeah. thing there. Yeah, just a terrible person, actually. Then I broke mm-hmm. up with him, and then he's like, oh, no, I've changed. I'm, like, going to therapy now. No, 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 no. And then I went on a date with him, and it was a nice date. But then I decided, like... I still don't want this. Like, I can see, like, now you're acting different, but I don't want this. So, like, immediately after the dates, I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) And the thing is, he was my first boyfriend, so I didn't think that that was a dick move. Because he'd been a dick to me my entire relationship. So, I didn't actually think that that was a dick move. No, no, it's fair. You did your best. He didn't. Yeah. yeah. And then now, now I look back and I'm like, shit, he took me on a date. And then immediately after that date, I broke up with him. That's a little bit... But I only decided after the date. I was like, but I mean, I that was I'm the not... point of the date. So, like, well, it makes look, sense. Yeah. yeah, like the whole the whole point of the date is to find out where he's been in life and like also to to see his growth. And yeah. if it is that you don't see it, you cut no, your except losses. for that, I think it's more of it's more of like saying going and be like, is it worth it? Like me really moving just to put that stamp? Like, nope. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. Like I just wanna go and see mm-hmm. where we like where we are, so I can put that stamp. Yeah, it, and then it be gives just clarity. Yeah. With it. yeah. It, it takes yeah, away yeah. that what if. So uh, okay, well I learned something new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Well, Alex, you've never been a douchebag in a relationship, so I mean, you've never known the How side of men. We think you're a nice guy. I don't. I just assume that you're a good guy, actually. But there was like a couple of years where I didn't know you. Yeah, or you could just like take the compliment. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, or you could have taken the compliment. compliment. It's all about good content here, okay, Jessica? Why are you so thirsty? (laughs) Why are you so thirsty? Hmm? Because uh, I'm a nice tall glass of water. <laughs> and I know that bitches want to drink me up. <laughs> yeah. Damn but straight. Alex, I actually wanted to ask you, yeah? did you know that like men treated women, like, because I'm pretty sure you heard my story and I'm pretty sure you've heard also Jess's story and yeah. you've also met Jess's ex-boyfriend as well. Yeah. So did you know that, I mean, I'm not saying that women can't, but did you know that men were like this or had the ability to be like this or even worse chose yeah even like even worse it's all based on toxic masculinity actually being around the wrong crowd of people and then like obviously them talking a certain way makes you feel like you need to talk a certain way as well and like to be the tough guy or to be like you know the alpha male or whatever the case may be and you know it, it creates like this toxic way of communicating with people whereby it's only to manipulate them for what you want for like instant gratification it's funny that you you bring up alpha um because my ex used to walk around and be like oh i'm such an alpha but he felt emotionally threatened yeah. by my kitten and he wanted me to decide between him and the kitten. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was like, it's me or the cat. And I was oh, like, oh, the cat. I've got stop. the knife right here. Well, I mean, my, my <laughs> cat's over there. He's gone. Splash that nigga up. We're <laughs> 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 so, having Chinese yeah, tonight. Yeah, it's this whole thing of alpha, but not. No. <laughs> Uh, my no, no, my gonna... ex never walked around like that. Like he never walked around going like I'm the alpha, but he definitely brought it out in like some other ways. Yeah. But yeah. it was in, it was like a different because I was working and I was earning quite a bit of money, and he wasn't working, so he felt constantly uh, in, uh, demasculated. Emasculated. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he yeah. felt like that constantly because I was paying for everything. I was paying for his food, mm. for his clothes. But at the same time, he would be like, please, can I have this? Please, can I have this? And I'd be like, yeah. oh, get a job. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but did you, like, did you guys know maybe in the very beginning, before you guys dated them, that maybe this person has a problem, not really has a problem, like they have toxic traits that you can pick up and then you that's when you're like, maybe I'll fix him and then he'll change. Or you only picked it up once you guys were like ongoing, like, and then you kept on brushing it off, like, no, this, and then later yeah. it escalated. So I, my background is um, I come from a, a very distant mother. Um, she wasn't very engaged. And at the time I was going through a lot of emotional stuff and I met my ex and about a month or two after we met, I was actually admitted to a clinic. Um, so the first few months of our relationship were him visiting and taking care of me in those visits, but not having to be there 24-7. So it kind of worked out for him and it was the best I could get. So it was only really like a year into the relationship that I started seeing things. And at that point, it was kind of like, you know, we've gone through so much. It, yeah. Maybe it's just a phase for him. And that's yeah. how it really started because yeah. it just mm. wasn't a phase. So he wasn't toxic. He actually was there for <clears> you. <throat> and then his true colors show after, after a certain period. He actually, um, yeah, so I, I went in um, and I was diagnosed with bipolar. And he actually used my own mental illness against me. So um, if I was having a... a if I was having yeah, a low, um, which, you know, is kind of, so I'm bipolar type two, which means your, your lifespan is here and throughout your life as a normal person, you go up and down and up and down, but it's averaging on the scale. For me, I don't really go up and I go severely low. And so when I'm in that phase is when I'm most in danger because I'm very suicidal and I'm very just. Yeah. You can't get out of bed. You can't get away from your thoughts. Yeah, you were talking about how you were bipolar and how you get uh, very Oh, deep yes. Depth. Of course, and he was manipulating that. So when you're in that dip is when you're most vulnerable because that's when you get suicidal and everything, <clears throat> and that's when self-harm is prevalent. And in that phase your mind is telling you like horrible shit about yourself and you're believing it. Yeah. And so he'd come in and he'd kind of reinforce what I was saying, because like I said, I had a very distant mom. So when I was low, it was one of my triggers. And I'd be like, listen, not even my own mother loves me. And he'd come in and be like, yeah, it's probably because you're so difficult. And then he'd walk out and yeah. I'd be like, Oh my God. Okay. Hey, you're my man. He's a bitch ass nigga. 
we both worked at a, a pet shop and I was really sick and the, the boss messaged me and she was like, listen, can you come in tomorrow? I know it's not your day. And I was like, listen, I can't, I'm sorry. He also got contacted and he said, no, sorry, I can't, even though he had the day off. And now at the shop, you got workers discounts. So he went in on the day he said he couldn't work to go use his discount to buy everything and set up his fish tank. The next day we both get fired and he blames me. Okay. That's no, that thing goes on to him gaslighting it and saying, you got me fired. I have zero trust in you. I don't even know what to believe anymore. He then made me take a test about fish tanks, like marine tanks. I had to learn about the nitrogen and the chemicals and how to feed the fish and everything so that I could prove to him that I loved him and I could work it out. Uh, this is going to sound a bit insensitive, but if he had 50 billion, okay, fuck it. If he had $50 billion, that would have been 50 shades of gray. Like that, that, that just like that whole scene that you painted. Yeah. Okay. Now the moment's gone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, true Wait, though. Good on, observation. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey would be too good for my ex, because <laughs> at least the guy that had Fifty Shades of Grey actually got a job. You know what? I so my you're ex like wouldn't Walmart be able to get a job. Fifty Shades of Grey. That's that's your ex. Basically, like not even Walmart, like fucking homeless. Like <laughs> he couldn't get a job. Every single job he got, I actually got for him. Oh, I no. would contact businesses. I would say, listen, I'm contacting you on behalf of my boyfriend. Please, can he come in for an interview for a job? And then I would have to take him to the interview the problem was is that like we met and we basically started dating when we met. Oh yeah, that was with me too. Yeah. Mm. That was the biggest mistake. If anyone can take anything away from this podcast, do not date the moment you meet. And and when I mean yeah. the moment, I mean like within the first two months. I met my ex um, at night. The next morning he already messaged me to go out to another party. A week later we were dating. Yeah. Like... They try yeah. to move you yeah, fast. Yeah, but even if you're dating, right? Yeah, they move fast. They get in and then they like, mm. like a parasite. They like dig in. Yeah, they, they kind of hook suck it. Yeah. Ladies, 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 ladies. It's like a wart that. Dude, like oh my god, oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah so okay. Like... No, yeah, but but like, okay. Look, guys, <laughs> guys. No offense here, okay? Because I love you both. You guys are amazing people. You, you like you, you like you know I I care about you guys a lot, especially Claire. Um, like I'm just joking. I care about you both equally. <laughs> so, the point being is that, like, even though you guys have gone through something incredibly traumatic and um, it's obviously awful, you guys are missing the one thing from it. Obviously, you've learned a lot from it, but like, I'm 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 seeing you guys failing to take responsibility for something as well. That nobody's keeping you locked in the relationship. Once you see the signs, you could always leave. You know. But That's I don't know, true. I'm not 100% sure about Jess, <clears throat> but like for me, I had moved to a different city 
So in many, many ways, he was my only support system. Yeah, I was, he was living with my ex. He was the only person so... I could go to. Yeah, he was the only person I could go to. He was the only person I could say my troubles to. Even though mm. he would treat me so badly, even though he would be so toxic, he would be the only person that I could actually come home to and actually Talk speak to. to. Yes, yeah. and that's I think that's a part of where we go like, oh, no, but I really know yeah. him. He's actually really nice. Mm. You know, he's just going through a phase right now. But like deep down, he's actually like a good guy or whatever the case may be. Because he yeah. was my only yeah, he doesn't support mean structure. It. But yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, I could have left at any time, but then I would have been completely without support. I would have had no yeah. one. Yeah. Like, uh, that. I get what you mean by that, right? But I mean, there's there's having nobody, and there's also having a burden, right? And most of the time, if you if you, all loves are burdens. No, 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 no. But if he's if, okay, let me put it like this, right? Yeah. Let me put it in a different context, where you can see morally weak men, right? By first of all, the, the their levels of responsibilities in life if it is that they're, they're not able to take responsibilities mm -hmm. for their own actions if it is that they're failing to you know step up when it is that they need to step up and become an adult when it is that they fail to take any level mm -hmm. of responsibilities over their their own personal life their health their you know their future their work whatever whatever the case may be and you can see you, you can see mm -hmm. their intentions whereby they're there to <laughs> They have destructive behavior, destructive, destructive characters, and you can see it in the people around them, you know, where people actually like, you know, they, they hold them, you know, from a distance, they, 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 they interact with them from a distance. And, and they, um, they usually, if they get too close and they see the real him, then they back out, you know, and, and they always keep moving because, you know, psychopaths, obviously they lie constantly. So then they always have to be in different places, you know, so like. If, if you can see behaviors of like negative, destructive people, and it's there to see writ large, you have to open your eyes and see it, you know? But like, you must also remember, I was like 20. I was a baby. Yeah. I was practically like just fresh out of high school. Yeah. My very first relationship. Yeah. I did not know what a healthy relationship looked like because mm. my parents didn't have a healthy relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had never been in a relationship myself. Yeah. So, um, it's, it was just kind of like, I just assumed, you know, like for better or for worse, Yeah. You know, this is the worst, this is the absolute worst, but I'm here for the better and for the worst. And he's yeah, also and here for the better and, and for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's a two-sided thing. Obviously. It is a two-sided it's, it's thing. Obviously, I, 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 like with, with you guys, I sympathize completely because I've been not only in toxic relationships, but toxic friendships, toxic like interactions that. But it, it happens to everyone. Yeah, That's course. a thing. Of course. And what I was saying about it being two sided is what you described in someone with red flags. Okay. As in your words, a psychopath, mm -hmm. which is actually antisocial personality disorder now. But, um, all right, getting all psychology on me. All right, also okay. signs. All right, I see you. I That's what you. I'm here for. I see you. I see you too. Um, <laughs> those signs right. are also found in people that struggle with mental health. Think about it. Um, I have depression, 
I don't go out the house as much. It means I don't have as many friends. It means I don't go out as often. So I don't know as many places. You're going to take that as, oh, she moves around a lot. So she doesn't know people, which means she's a psychopath. Same behavior, two completely different reasons. Yeah. No, no. So you, you can't just generalize like that in terms of trying to understand no, look, it. Look, look, but of course, but then there's just certain responsibilities that you just need to have as an adult. As like, just to show that, okay, you know what? Like I've matured, you know, um, I'm able. But mm. you don't, you don't get there overnight. No, of course you, you don't get there overnight. You, it's but, but, life. You but, have to live no, no, no. through it in order to come out the other okay, end. Okay, fine, fair, mm. fair. Because like, you know, like at, at that age, when you feel that low about yourself, I mean, okay, you know what? You do have a point. Like, um, I don't know if you guys ever read the... The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's a chapter on the art of on the art of seduction, whereby um, mm. the war um, the the war generals would um, would speak down on, on on their subordinates until it is that they 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 feel absolutely low about themselves, like they feel like absolutely nothing, like they have absolutely mm. no confidence, and then from there they build them up to what they want them to be you know, in a sense. And that's what happens in yeah. a lot of places. Yeah, it happens in the work industry, even like, dude, like, yeah, mm -hmm. like, like, it's still used in the military yeah, today. The, like, like, uh, I've been in work environments whereby bosses would speak down on 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 and on like subordinates and newcomers and graduates. And so it is that their confidence is completely broken. And then from there, they'll build them up to what they want them to be yeah. or like they'll manipulate them or whatever, or whatever the Building case, what them to you be know, or... and, and that's also, that's also yeah. could be the case. You want to talk about evil. That, could, hey? that also could be the case in you guys's, your guys's mm -hmm. relationship, because like Jess said, you know, with Jess, um, your boyfriend took advantage of what you were going through a very vulnerable moment and a very vulnerable situation that you shared with him, that you felt that you could trust him with. And, uh, I get that. Mm -hmm. I, um, he 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 took that information, and he used it against you. And um, like uh, in in that case, it, like it, it wouldn't be fair to say that you should have seen the signs. Um, but in in the same light, um, you were able to finally you know get the courage to actually walk away, which is something that I do admire. Break and free. Um, you oh. guys were able to see that you, both of you were able to see that in your relationships. So, um, yeah, dude, like I, I can't mm. be too harsh on you at all. So I take my words back. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to imagine it if you've never been in a uh, toxic relationship like that. And, mm. and it I doesn't mean, even have to be a romantic can... one. It can be a familiar yeah. one. It can be a friendship one. Like yeah. Alex said, mm. you get toxic anything yeah, in true. your life. And the thing about being in a romantic relationship, at some point, there most probably will be toxic moments or abuse, but it's like mm. what happens afterwards yeah. that counts. Yeah, so where I, they come back if, and they say, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. And you go, oh, I always knew mm. you didn't mean it. No, but if, if, they if they come back and they say, I didn't mean it, and then their behavior changes, then you know that it's yeah. an actual real sorry. But if they but it come never back changes. and say, I didn't... Well, I'm, I'm talking about in general now, like people mm -hmm. can be toxic to one another. Like, let's just take a normal, healthy relationship. There mm. can be like a toxic yeah. moment, right? Yes, yes. Um, That's natural in any relationship. Yeah. There's got to be friction. 
but for growth. If if that person doesn't come back and say, "Listen, I was wrong, and I'm going to change my behavior," mm-hmm. then then that's when the real messed up stuff happens because then they just keep on doing the same thing again and again. So there is like a healthy way because, I mean, you most probably will encounter toxicity, but there is a healthy way to get Mm. through it. Mm. But what Jess and I went through was not healthy whatsoever. No, and I I completely understand that. It it was, you know, like it's almost as if like you were like pretty much trapped in a situation and you had to fight your way out. Um, Yeah. So... With mm. our hearts, though, we were trapped with our hearts. Yeah, That's the it's thing. not a physical yeah. thing; it's an emotional yeah. thing. So it is it's not something physical, everyone else like can even see. And, no, no, like, and then you get trauma bonded and shit like that. Mm. It's I completely understand, dude. Stockholm syndrome, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I completely yeah. understand. It's basically Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And um, like, I wanted to find out because um, you did share, uh, Jess that um you you were mm. going through uh a tough time dealing with a, like mental a, a mental illness pretty much um how did that come about where did that stem from and you mentioned your mom uh being a part of it and being the the the, the factor of it the main factor of it but when did you start noticing the effects and then yeah. when did it start getting out of hand so my entire like childhood was very very difficult and weird because i had a very unstable mother and she would jeopardize any other bonds i had with my father or sister so we were all very shut off from each other support wise Mm -hmm. and she and by relation we hopped from religion we hopped from house we we just didn't really have stability um and she's actually, well, she's batshit crazy, to be honest with you. She's gone off and joined Scientology now and all yeah. of that shit. But because of, the found, yeah, because of the foundations of not having relationships and support and not having the basic parental relationships, um, it kind of just kicked off my depression. And then that was the first case for me, but I couldn't really go to a doctor or get it looked at because my mother wouldn't let Mm. me. So when I was about 18, I convinced her that I should go and I got diagnosed and it just kind of went from there. So like, you you mentioned like there was a bunch of factors as well. There was the hospital, like in your treatment. Um, So like you got diagnosed, you Mm, got admitted. mm. then your boyfriend came into the picture. I almost said his name. Okay, so he, your boyfriend came into the picture. <laughs> and yeah, my yeah. Ex. Oh, your ex. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, your ex, your boyfriend at the time, but your ex <laughs> came into the picture. And yes. there was a whole bunch of other factors mm-hmm. on top of that after that, right? That there were factors that made things better, factors mm-hmm. that made things worse. What helped you get, to, get you to the point of where you are now, where you feel you, you look happy, you, you look healthier, you, you look... You look like, you know, um, like you've more yeah, alive. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, um, like, what helped you get you to the point where you accepted what, what was going um, on and you got better from it? I would say 100% medication. Um, definitely sprinkle some therapy on top of that because it helps everything go down a bit easier and just constantly 
not doing not doing your cravings because i mean you can wake up and depression is literally you can wake up perfectly Mm -hmm. fine and your first thought will be fuck i want to die so it's it's constant fighting yourself but you know it gets easier the longer you do it you know, the moment you talk about medication, they're like, oh, I don't trust Big Pharma. But then you'll find a lot of people oh, that absolutely. Like, trust marijuana or they trust alcohol or they trust cats or whatever the case may be. Or they trust like mm. healing crystals. And I'm not saying mm. that like your anyone's religion is not valid. No, no. I, I got the best that, of both worlds on that yeah. because I had a kooky mom who believed in the whole crystal thing. Like I, I have um, I have endometriosis, okay? which is a uterus thing. And it just is basically very, very painful cramps. But she gave me this giant rock of rose quartz, which is like meant to heal. And she'd be like, there's your painkiller for the day. Put it on your your stomach and it'll help you. And then um, on the complete opposite, well, not complete opposite, but on the other end was my dad, who still to this day doesn't believe in my medication. He sees the difference of when I'm on it and when I'm off it. But he he truly thinks I'll be able to come off it one day when it's not possible. So he's just not into drugs or medication or anything like that. I mean, he still thinks weed is a gateway drug, like kind of cute. (laughs) I've got a friend like that speaking on what you were saying earlier on Jess. Um, That's like, Mm. he, he, like he's, he's, I love him to bits, dude, like to bits and pieces, but you know, he believes that like, like, um, your mental state is like a, a mind of a matter thing. Um, mm, so mm. Um, he 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 very he he calls he calls antidepressants performance enhancement drugs, like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> touche. <laughs> you know, uh, and you know it's difficult to trend. Going to the brain ellipse yeah, you know, at the like, Olympics. Yeah, and you know, funny enough, right? He, he, like when when I was depressed, like I, I usually like when I'm depressed, like I close myself up and like I keep to myself, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's it doesn't happen very often, but I have down days where I feel like I need guidance or a certain uh, uh, or or like yeah. direction or like um, uh, just like uh, helping it, like. Just some, so just some form, form of, of helping hand or like, I don't know, whatever the case may be. There'll be mm. down days like that. Like it's a not every almost. day, but it does happen. And um, the one person like, mm. who, like who was able to pick that up was like a friend of mine. And it's that friend who doesn't believe in like depression, right? Like he was able to see it like better than anybody at the time. And I didn't even notice it myself, but like he sat me down and, and like he mm. was like, we, we when we spent time together he was trying to like remind me of who i was before and um he was trying to like show me like um like how like pretty much how he copes with life right which is good it works for him but it doesn't like it doesn't it's not one size fits all mm. you know and um even though like he doesn't really get it i yeah. try my best to like let him know of what it is like like what it feels like and i've mentioned it to claire as well before that like, you know, depression, people find it very difficult to understand the feeling of it. And 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 usually the best way to describe it is mm. that like depression yeah. is like um pretty much going to bed at night 
right? And then waking up to a text that your entire family died in a horrible fire the previous night. And then you have to like go and live the rest of your day with that. Like being weighed down by that information. That's how it feels like. And it's heavy. Yeah, Yeah, it's heavy. It's like a rock on you and it's heavy and you can't just like shake off a rock. I mean, like it's, it's Mm. like perfectly formed to you. So it's like on your shoulders, like over your head and stuff. And like, like a weighted blanket. Yeah. But like, it's worse than a weighted blanket because it's this like restrictive thing that you Mm. can't break through. And it's like this thing that no one else can see. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of dealing with it for me is fake it till you make it. You get up every day and like I said, you wake up and you think, oof, it's a nice, like it's a nice day to go drown myself Mm. in the pool. You get up and you go, no, I'm going to pretend to be happy and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fake being a functioning Mm. adult until eventually you make a routine of it and you realize, shit, this isn't too bad. This, you know, this I think is the routine getting okay. is the most important yeah. part. The routine yeah. and also um, having the correct support yeah. structure. You really need, I mean, I don't care if you are the most mentally stable person in the entire mm. world. Everybody needs yeah, a support no, structure. Most definitely. You need at least one other person. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what families yeah, are no, for. Dude. That's why humans aren't social beings or aren't isolated yeah, no, beings. Dude, sorry. I've, I've been... Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I'm pretty social. <laughs> yeah, we are very social. Yeah, dude, like, um, th- that's really good advice. I mean, if there's anything to take away from this, it's that um, if it is that you, you, you do feel that way and you do feel down and you do feel out, that, like, the best way to actually cope with your day-to-day is to f- form a routine that you're able to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. stay strict to. Yeah, it's kind of like every time you go low, you realize that rock bottom has a basement. And then underfloor <laughs> parking. And then hell. And yeah, then and hell then has hell, a basement. Then, yeah, you know Satan's waiting for yeah. you so you can show the place around. And then in the basement, there's still skeletons under the and basement. Of hell. Yeah. The basement of hell. Yeah. 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 Secret sneaky yeah, stairs. <laughs> yeah. In the basement of hell. <laughs> the fiery pit. The basement. There's but actually one thing a pit. Yeah, the devil squats in there. <laughs> The basement. With Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. yeah, it's he's got his weight racks <laughs> and then one day he just dropped it and then it like destroyed the concrete and then there was like bones and shit coming out. Yeah, was, like, gonna oh, live in there now. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was kinda like, That's yeah, a good place like, for yeah, Hitler. Go fetch him. Yeah. It's like maybe Jeffrey Epstein as well. Yeah. yeah. Joseph Stalin, come over here. We've got some space for you. <laughs> we found a new place for yeah. you. Dude, like, I wanted to get into... Like, don't mess with my oh, weights, oh, though. Look, I wanted to get into a stigma, right, that I've been hearing about mental depression and mental health and mental illness because, look, <clears throat> a lot of people now... I'm really glad about this, actually, because a lot of people are more aware of mental health, you know? They're more aware of it. Um, mm. A little too aware, right? I'm going off topic here, but I'm going to come back now. now. But yeah. like, so aware that like, it's like almost as if everybody's depressed. You know, it's hard to tell which one is just looking for attention and which one is truly going through something, yeah. you know, painful, mm. you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And it makes it more difficult for people with real depression to come out and say something because there's yeah. like the stigma now. Yeah. My mom and I actually had this, this conversation earlier because um, someone she knows has been mm. pseudo-suicidal, which is fake empty threats of suicide. Um, 
And those are the people that really give you the bad stigma. And it's actually something yeah. I've experienced because I went to a shitty psychologist once and I was severely depressed. And he had just, just come out of university and he said, no, you pseudo um, suicidal. And I was like, listen, my dude, I have a literal date and everything planned. Like you cannot tell me mm-hmm. I'm faking mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So it, it, you know, it can even, you can get help and even then it might not work. Obviously, I don't yeah. know in your case because obviously you were going through something incredibly traumatic and processing that at a very young age is, you know, it's it would be difficult to anybody. Um, but the point that I was getting to is this, is that, you know, we've lost so many, you know, great people uh, to um, mental, mental health. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, we where they could have actually reached out and spoken to somebody that, that, that could have saved their lives. But it was difficult to, and it's difficult mm. to find the reason why. And I, I think it, the reason why is a bit more complex because a lot of people see it as like a privileged disease. So they, they, they just don't acknowledge it. Mm. Either in themselves uh, yeah. or in others. They just don't. Yeah. Um, mm. And another thing yeah. is that or, or they think that, that like if you're so or they think that you're so privileged that you can't yeah. be depressed like Robin yeah. Robert Williams yeah, yeah it's kind of you've got everything in life why are you depressed yeah. and that's yes. the thing exactly. people don't realize that it is literally another mindset you have your normal healthy human and then you have your slightly <clears throat> mentally unstable person and that could be because of brain chemicals. It could be head trauma. It could be um, emotional trauma. And the thing is, it is literally a different mindset where someone wouldn't. They, it's explained in such a thing of um, invasive thoughts. So not everyone gets them. And it's kind of, have you ever walked out onto a balcony and your brain's just suddenly mm. gone, jump? Or you're cutting food and your brain's gone, oh, cut your finger off. Those are invasive, intrusive yeah. thoughts. And not everyone has that. And that's kind of a nice way for me to explain the difference of you You will just never mm. experience that. <clears throat> so, yes, people can say it's a white man's privileged disease. But until you understand what it's like to put a noose around your neck and actually follow through with it without, like, any fear, you can't comment because... Yeah. It's a completely not, you've never like been in that situation. It's a different you've never world. been in that mm. mindset. Yeah. So you can't really say, yeah. oh, it's yeah. this thing. Because yeah. you've never been there. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same way that I can't comment on being male because I've never yeah. been male. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. But at the same time, you can tell me exactly what it's like to have a period because you are a female. So it's exactly yeah. the same of I don't have depression. So I can't comment on that. Whereas someone with depression can go, yeah, but yeah, like, I see that. You know, like you don't have to it's go through it to actually be able to understand like what the other person's going through. I just told you the story earlier on about like a friend of mine who believes yeah. in mind over matter over um, anything else. And he didn't believe that depression yeah. ever existed. Yeah. But because he cared about me enough to actually try and understand, he was able to empathize. And we were like... What we were able to do was just trying to find out why it is that I was feeling why I was trying to figure it out, and uh, it, he made that effort to do that, which which is like it's like the 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 one thing that is the most valuable in this life is time, and not a lot of people give that to you. Mm-hmm. So when somebody gives yeah. that to you, 
yeah and yeah. support and relationships you can have all the time in the world but if you have no one to share it with or uh, if you've got no one there then you're yeah. just yeah. Well, no one know, to talk if you, to if, yeah i mean even i am legend like um he had a dog uh, that guy that slapped chris rock yeah. will smith uh will smith yeah Will Smith, yeah, he had a dog and then he like had mannequins and he would talk yeah. to the mannequins. Yeah. I mean, at some point, like you can have all the time in the world, yeah, but no, you precisely. need other people. Yeah, it's kind of like why Batman has Alfred and he isn't just alone. You don't need to actually love somebody to show them that you care. You just have to understand enough. Yeah, that's why a lot Empathy, of the time, yeah. like the people that like usually get into relationships um, and just go with the flow usually never want to get married. But when it is that they find somebody who understands them, they hold on to them mm -hmm. and they want to get married. Um, it's based off that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I had a great support structure during the time that I was going through what I was going through, trying to figure it out. Um, I had Claire who was there. I had Brooks who was there. Um, my friend Sean who was there. Um, there were a lot, like my, my, my girlfriend who has been incredible throughout the entire process, just um, like showing her understanding in the best way that she could. Um, that, 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 that really mm. uh, was, was a, like one of the things that actually like helped me figure out my, my path because um, there did be times if I was just like, oh, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I just wouldn't know how to go forward, you know, like, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're it's just like, stuck. You know, like. Yeah, you've got that stone yeah, on you, and thing. you're stuck. It's like concrete. Yeah, no, but, you but just here's the thing that um makes it even more difficult. It's that you know you know that there's something, you know that there's something that has to change in your life, and there's something that in your life that isn't really mm. working out. Um, but you just don't know where to start, how to start, what to change. You just know that there's something just that there's something that you're just not happy with. And that's the most frustrating part for a lot of people, mm. a lot of young people, because a lot of young people are depressed because they feel they feel like they grew up with hope, dude. Like they had different expectations for themselves right now. And it just it didn't happen. Yeah, and uh, uh, for, uh, if yeah. if it didn't happen in their lives, I can understand why they feel like they want to give up. Um, a lot of people are looking mm -hmm. for a place of belonging, and it's difficult to find that in this in this meta world where everything is so fake. One thing I actually wanted to say about depression um, and routine. Sorry, like no. I wanted to say this earlier, but I forgot. But now I remember again. Um, is that like so? I've been without a job now for like almost five months and it's been like really bad on me. Like mentally I've been gaining weight and everything, you know, comfort eating and stuff. Mm. So um, now I have a job working as a uh, teacher online and I had to go through training this last week and mm. every single day I had to be at my computer at nine o'clock wearing clothes, you know, looking professional mm. and everything. And, just having that routine actually changed everything. Like the first day I was like, oh, I've got to wake up at nine. And I was like so tired and drained mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm like used to sleeping until midday. Yeah. But um, once you got, once I got over that hump, 
right? Mm -hmm. And it was really like swimming through cheese. Like, it was really difficult. Like, it's like, I can't see. I can't, like, everything yeah, is dark. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and and <clears throat> now, at the end of that week, now I feel, like, re refreshed, rejuvenated. I, I feel like tomorrow I can wake up and just do it all over again. That, that routine is so important, but it's so difficult mm -hmm. to start it, you know? So, yeah. and I mean, I, I, I was lucky. I actually found something to wake up for, you know, if you don't mm. have anything to wake up for, it can be a lot more difficult, but yeah, trying to have that routine is very important for mental health. And it's incredibly easy just to say, no, I don't want to do it. Uh, mm. It's difficult. Mm. I don't want to do it. But yeah, part of going through depression and getting on the other side of depression is to move through it mm. and as i said it was like moving through cheese but you have to move through it in order mm. to get to the other end and that is a routine yeah. is a great mm. way mm. to do that mm. yeah routine and is a amazing people, a lot of people use like rituals so like maybe someone will pray or maybe they'll cleanse their house uh energy some people sage. go to gym some people go to gym like it some people have different mm. routines and do it differently but mm the most important thing is to yeah. have that yeah, no, exactly mm. um no it is very important and it's actually been proven to yeah, help no definitely um i wanted to speak on something else actually i wanted to speak on like um keeping sane or keeping um not keeping sane but um keeping uh, like a, a strong will strong mental will in a in a toxic environment and the reason why i bring this up is because Myself and known to in engineering, right? But me being in consulting and obviously known to being in construction, and I've seen the environment in construction. It's 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 usually toxic. Not all the time, but usually it's a toxic environment whereby, um, you know, you get uh, toxic masculinity in men. You know, uh, trying to show that they the big coon is around there. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. in engineering. So I wanted yeah. to ask, yeah. like, you know. Were there any challenges from when it is that you got into the industry to, you know, balancing, you know, you know, uh, conflict or life at work or whatever, and 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 you know, balancing school as well because you were studying part time afterwards, and um, how, like, what what were the big, biggest challenges mm -hmm. that you had to face and overcome there, like in terms of like mental health? Um. So stress is, is definitely one of my triggers. So the more stressed I am, the more unstable my mood is. Um, but generally, I it depends on your school of thought, to be honest, um, because I found one that I clicked with, and it was cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically you – learned bad behaviors and you can unlearn them and relearn better behaviors. And for me, that makes me quite hopeful because I learned a ton of shit from my parents that I'd really like to unlearn. And it, it also does things like um, dialectical behavioral therapy, which is generally made for self-soothing. It's ways to calm yourselves down from a panic attack. Um, they say that you need to have a little, a little tub in the back of your car of um, things that calm you. So a scent that calms you, um, a flavor that calms you, a, um, a, a fabric. And it's something you keep on yourself 
to calm yourself down. So it's it's a very useful mm. theory um, compared to the other ones. So it's not like Freud where it's kind of, oh, you're fucked up and you want to sleep with your yeah. mom slash dad. and That's yeah. what life's about. So it, it's just the theory that yeah. matches it's you. It's like pretty much look for what brings you enjoyment, comfort, peace of mind. Exactly. And that's why I say therapy is so important because experts know all these different theories. They know coping mechanisms and tips and tricks. Like I had a serious problem with self-harm. I went to a therapist and he taught me this little trick with an elastic band mm. and it fucking worked like a charm. So therapy is 100% necessary. And I also feel like most people, almost every single person would benefit from therapy in some form of their life. Absolutely. Because Everyone's everyone fucked up in some trauma. way. Yeah, everyone goes through trauma. Like people like to say, oh, my childhood trauma. Like, bitch, please. Everyone's got childhood trauma. Like, get mm. to the back of the line. It doesn't even here. have to be. It doesn't even have to be childhood trauma. I used to um, volunteer for the police as a, um, a trauma counselor. Okay. And I had this one client, um, freaking amazing person. And great childhood, fabulous upbringing, wonderful parents. This individual was actually helping an old woman who was getting abducted and instead became the victim themselves. Ended up getting into the, the sex trafficking trade and all of that. And they managed to make their way out and they managed to actually find help. And it's incredible because their life was perfect until that point. So it doesn't even have to be early childhood. It doesn't even have to be something that you can maybe predict like, oh, my mom's a bitch. That means I'm going to be a bitch type thing. Sometimes it can come out of fucking nowhere. And that's why help should be freely available and ready. It can't just be, I mean, the, the trauma counseling in this yeah. country is absolute shit. I'm not going to lie. Like, do not count on the police yeah, for any dude, form but of like, support. We all know that for like anything, anything related yeah, to like the government that's... giving it out for free. It's like, shit. Have you seen government housing? Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> not to shit on anybody who has it, but you know, it's, it's still some standing. Them, some of them, some of them. It's still standing. Some of these things like attend right. this. Uh, yeah, Better than point, none of them. Point. But um, I just want to touch on this quickly before before we end the the, the podcast. But um, you, you mentioned therapy, mm -hmm. guys, um, and it's it is a good option. I do believe that like um, finding a way to deal with a problem head on is always the best option, rather than letting it build. Obviously, mm -hmm. but for a lot of people, it's it would be difficult yeah. for them to actually afford therapy. And even when they can afford therapy to find a good therapist, yeah. it's incredibly tough. You can go to yeah. universities. <clears throat> Vits has their own um, clinic where they have newly mm -hmm. graduated students uh, getting their hours as therapists. So therefore they do it for free. TET um, also has that by the way. Exactly. And generally, and generally, the psychologist has someone above them monitoring them and making yeah. sure that they're actually staying in line. So nine times out of ten, it is more secure oh. than going to By an way, individual I psychologist. Just want to clarify, I, I just want to clarify what Jess is saying, right? 
For vets, it's for anybody. Anybody can come in and get diagnosed and help. For TUT, it's only students. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. One thing I wanted to add to this podcast is please, if you are struggling with any type of mental illness or if you're just struggling it in general, please go find support. Please just go find help. It doesn't need to be a therapist. It can be your mom. Mm -hmm. It can be a friend. But please just don't sit there and try and deal with it yourself. Please find some sort of help. We'll put some um, resources down in the comments. I know that there's better, better help if you can't afford a there's real There's a suicide uh, a hotline, which is very useful. Yeah, there's also a suicide hotline. Yeah. So we'll and for put people in the podcast, and for people watching the podcast on Google Play, Spotify, and um, Apple Podcast, uh, we will leave whatever information in the description for you guys to call if it is that life, if it gets overwhelming and you need a way to deal with it. Um, sorry to interrupt you, Claire, you were, you were saying. Um, yeah, no, I'm just saying get help. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter where it comes from. But just it, even... Even if it's like the last person that you would like to talk to, if you know that they'll help you, try and talk to that person. Because you can't do it alone. We, we're social mm -hmm. beings. And sometimes, you know, that stone is on you and it's becoming heavier and heavier and heavier. And eventually you're going to break. And when you break, that's when you're going to definitely need um, medication and hardcore therapy. When you break, that's when you're going to definitely need that. So try and get us some support before that breakage. Get help because you're yeah. worth it. And yeah. But if you aren't as, as desperate, then just gym and routine and everything generally will help you get back in order. But a little hack is eat berries, like strawberries, blueberries. If it has berry in it, eat it because that also gives you um, the happy hormones naturally. And the thing is, like, it's not about being weak. Like, you're not weak if you ever feel like this. You are not weak. You are in a different mindset. You're you're going through something. That's and I know it's difficult, but you have to go up to someone or you have to do something. You have to introduce a routine or something. And I know it's difficult. You have to make a change on you. Yeah, so that stone is on so you. You're like, busy swimming here's, through here's, cheese. Here's, right here's now. one way to start. Yeah. Clean your room. Here's one way to start. And there's something, there's something that actually Claire helped me with. Like, not, not really, like, like it's actually something that Claire said. And I, I was like, this is, this is good advice. This is, I should probably note this down. Um, there's some wisdom here. Um, so, she, like, if, if it is that you, you feel like there's something in your life that is, um, that you don't like, that, that, that something that you're doing that is not to your benefit, that something like this, like just like taking small actions, like, I don't know, sitting up on your bed before you sleep at night, just like making your bed before yourself, you get what into is it, it about it. Start small. Well, yeah, of course, mm -hmm. but Start like, small. obviously like being there, but then like, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously like being there, Obviously, like being there, but like you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, what is it about my life that is I'm doing wrong that I can change? And it might not, the answer will probably might not come that moment, but like it will come eventually if you keep on asking yourself that question because like there's something that you're obviously not happy about. Yeah, you need and, to be uh, self-aware. If you're not happy about something, you have to be aware of it. Exactly. That's the only way that you can address it. Um, if you are struggling with depression, okay, obviously get 
help or whatever. But if you want to tackle it, you start off with something small. You start off with like every morning I'm going to have a cup of tea or once a week I'm going to paint or uh, every third day I'm going to the gym. I made my bed this morning. Start off small. Start off like I got in the shower. Small. I, I brushed, brushed my, my teeth. I got in the shower. I brushed my teeth. Exactly. Start off small and then build on that. Don't just run to the end and be like, mm. I should be able to have a cup of tea and eat and drink and na 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 na. Start yeah. off tiny. Yeah. Mm. No. no. Like and even no baby way. steps have baby steps. Yeah. Like exactly. I wear like, like my my towel is my hair. So when I go downhill, my hair looks shit. So I went from shit hair to using two in one, which is still bad for your hair, to now actually taking care of it. Self care comes yeah. in very very little steps. So start off tiny. Like if you're like if you want to quit smoking because you know it's bad for you you say okay i'm gonna i have a pack a day now i'm gonna have a pack minus one a day Mm. you know Mm. start off like super small because then it's manageable and then once you can do that small thing you're like wait now i can do another small thing now Mm -hmm. it's a pack minus two cigarettes and then and then you continue and it's like wow now i'm not even smoking a pack anymore like so you just start off tiny Thank you, guys. No. Um, you guys have given such insightful input. Um, we've, we've given you expert advice from our um, psychologist, the DMC psychologist. Okay. Yeah, our DMC psychologist, okay? Yes. Certified. Certified. <laughs> no. <laughs> certified. Okay. Certified DMC. Certified by me, okay? Nice. So, DMC certified. Check that to the bro. Check that to yeah, exactly, dude. Like, uh, we'll tramp stamp it on you. Hell yeah. So, thank you to Jess. Thanks yeah. for having thank me. Thank you to yeah. Jess for doing this. You've been, you've been a lot of fun, dude. You're like, you're like a little ball of energy, dude. Dynamite's coming. <laughs> Wait, you said I was tall. Petite. You can't call me little. We, we just, oh, we just oh, yes, went yes, over yes, yes. this. <laughs> I will be no, tall. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I stand corrected. I, I stand corrected. Okay, you're <laughs> thank tall. you. I'm a big ball uh, of energy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, thank you to Claire for doing this, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah like uh, the, the, this has been so much fun, and and known to mm-hmm. you have been amazing, as always. Um, so thank you from 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 Alex's angels to you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good night, Alex. Stay deep. Stay. Yeah. Now she, she, I knew that Jess is going to be the perfect person for this podcast because, like. Um, I think around the time that we met, right? I was, I, was, we, I think it was at Brooks's place. Yeah. Yeah. We were having a braai and, you know, I was working that grill like a motherfucker. Yeah, dude, his burgers <laughs> were like. Yeah. Blessings. Yeah, damn straight, bro. Guys, like, please yeah, stop talking preach, about girl, food. Preach. I'm busy fasting right now. So, <laughs> okay, on. fine. We'll skip over the food. So, uh, <laughs> like, we were over there at the braai, right? And then Jess suggested that we watch Two Girls, One Cup. Okay, right? I would just like and to I preface the story this. Earlier on to her. I just want to preface oh, no, this by no, no, saying hold I'm no, gonna... hold on, no, 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 Do not ruin my story. Okay, <laughs> you will not speak over me. <laughs> I forbid thee from speaking over me. How dare thee? What you gonna do? I, I will not tolerate like... such. 
Alex's neighbors are like, oh my gosh, what are they fighting about? What are they fighting? About? No, dude, his neighbors are like, when the yeah. fuck did we get a British guy next door? Like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I thought it was a black guy that lived there. Yeah, no, um, so, yeah, yeah, it's like, this is so confusing. Um, so yeah, no, I no, dare you. But like, okay, so, uh, so, yeah, no, no. So she, she, she got me to watch uh, two girls, one cup, right? And I was like, no, okay. First of all, I was like, no, I'm not going to watch that because I'm not going to watch people eat shit. But she was like, here's, here's, here's how fucking this chick, okay? Fucking cunning, dude. This fucking manipulative. This chick, you know, you know. She plays it. She. She was like, no, it's just Nutella, right? <laughs> so I told her about it earlier on today and she tried to play it off as like, yeah, no, dude, that's just a coping mechanism that I use when I watch disgusting <laughs> stuff. Like, it's just Nutella that they're eating or it's just puree, right? <laughs> I but I know she's covering up. <laughs> I know she's just covering up your psychological. Like, yeah, I you could like create you a cult following if you wanted it. to. I mean, you did. Yeah. You lost me. You were like, dude, it's Nutella. It's 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 Nutella, and I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. She's like, dude, trust me, and she kept reassuringly <laughs> saying it. Yeah, she was like, it's okay, Alex. Don't fight it. Why are you fighting it? Like, just open your Don't eyes. Don't fight it. It's okay. Just open your eyes. But the funny thing is, it to this day, I've never basic. watched the video. I got him to, but I never watched it exactly that's yeah so i like based on that i was like she is good she is good yeah. she should be on this podcast and i'm a so, bitch when i'm drunk that. all right guys um claire take it away all right guys thank you for tuning in remember stay deep and stay you